0: hello <laughs> welcome to our very first episode of still struggling brought to you by wqsu i am Bree and i'm fran hello oh sorry we're still struggling with that a little background about us. We're Susquehanna students, currently sophomores. I'm a marketing major. Fran is... Management major. Not what? that any of you really care <laughs> at all. And we have brought you this podcast for one very important reason, your sanity. And we know from personal experience with our whole two semesters of college, only one of which was in person, how stressful it could be to be a college student academically, socially, mentally. It's hard enough to be a teenager in society today. So that's where we come in.
1: We're here to help you are we mentally stable that's a great question very very questionable um should we be trusted to help you that's up to you i mean if you want to i would but but no matter what whether you decide to take us seriously or not we
0: are here for you always Aw. Okay. We will be here every week to talk about all the awkwardness, all the misfortunes, all the anxiety, and all the stress. We are in the same boat as you, but we are here to get your mind off of everything, give you a laugh, and hopefully brighten your week. So let's talk about how we got started on the name of our podcast. We went through a series of names, a little bit too many names. You probably won't want to hear them all, but it was around a we had four-week process of making names. But I was texting someone about our podcast, and they said, oh, what's the name of it? And then I said, oh, we're still struggling with that. LOL, that's how we got the name. Okay, so Fran's going to introduce
1: our topic of today. So you may be wondering, why are these two girls, who obviously know nothing about anything, <laughs> why are they talking to us? So we got this idea. I went to visit Bree over quarantine the week before school started. Don't worry, we got tested after. <laughs> and um, we were sitting there, and we were thinking about about things we could do on campus because we were talking about how different it was going to be and and we were thinking about ways like like everything's so different so it's definitely taking a toll on people quarantine in general has taken a toll on people because you're really just sitting there so we were thinking at first it started as like we should bring a mental health club to campus and we we're going to start this club so then we told our parents and my mom was actually like you could like do a podcast too and we're like oh my god that's so great because brie and i when we listen to other podcasts we're like we would be so great at this right
0: and you guys are gonna learn soon why we'd be so great at this because we find (laughs) ourselves hilarious i don't (laughs) that might just be us it might just be us and you'll find that out by the end of this probably true because
1: when we do tell like we tell other people our ideas and they're like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: that's That's something to think about for sure. (laughs) Well, we find it
1: hilarious. I handed it off to Brie because she is in the communications and
0: broadcasting department here. And then another one of my majors I didn't mention (laughs) and you probably don't care about. But yeah, we just thought it was a great idea. And here we are around three months after the idea began. (laughs) Finally getting to it. So our topic for today is something we still struggle with quite frequently. And one of our most favorite topics to talk about, and that is competitive suffering so if you don't know what competitive suffering is
1: i'm here to educate you so freshman year we lived in reed also known as last year
0: also known as 2019
1: also known as first year susquehanna had these letters like these newsletters on the bathroom stalls called the stall seat journal and they were up there for months always you would just read the same stall seat journal so they really started to speak to you
0: (laughs) really ingrained in your head
1: (laughs) i think i have them memorized i could tell you any topic from any stall seat journal
0: all two of them
1: (laughs) (laughs) one of the topics of the newsletter was competitive suffering and before that we all like one day we just went back brie lived in a quad.
0: You don't even have to tell anyone you read the Stahlberg journal. <laughs> it's just
1: assumed you did. <laughs> because literally, it just stares at you for months. And we we're like, "Did you read the part of competitive suffering?" And they're like, "Yeah, I have that." And we we're like, "We all have that." So what is competitive suffering? Competitive suffering is the anxiety and pressure you feel to do things just because those around you are. You then continue to compare your performance level and grades to those around you. So our friend group happens to be extremely hardworking. So there's not many times where we're not doing homework or finding homework to do. And some of our friends, I'm only talking about Brie,
0: <laughs>
1: like to do their work at least probably three months in advance.
0: I like to get started on the semester early. I, just-
1: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she like emails her professors and she's like, what will I have to do <laughs> at the end of next semester in the summer? At Susquehanna, you're always working hard for the most part, but there are times where you have a really hard week the week before, And you just have nothing to do. Yet, instead of just like taking that time to regroup, take a nap, you're seeing these people around you doing all of this work. And you just feel like... I can't just be doing nothing.
0: I have to be doing work. So when I do my work super early and then I finally get everything done, but then I see all my friends on their laptops when we're hanging out, I'm like, yeah, I might as well get started on March's assignment in January. Might as well do the final project
1: the first day of the semester. Yeah, we're just doing the work that Bree started four (laughs) months ago. It's actually so rude of Bree because Bree starts this assignment four months in advance. And she's like, oh my God, did you guys like read this? Like, it's actually like so confusing. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, should I be starting it? She's like, oh, no, you have to go to the very bottom of the syllabus. It's actually the last thing there.
0: Okay, so it's funny. This podcast actually apparently wasn't made for mental health, but just for Fran to express her emotions upon me, I guess. so. It's just the feeling of
1: anxiety you get from seeing other people do well or performing and then you feel like you should be doing the same so ways to avoid the feelings of academic competitive suffering i have few here for you i think it's safe to assume the first thing we can do is try to limit the scope of our focus when we're trying to think about five huge assignments you have coming up you get paralyzed by the amount of work and anxiety you feel from those projects that you actually end up getting nothing done and then the fact that you got nothing done just stresses you out even more so it's this catch-22 constant cycle Of, I have so much work, I don't know what to do. So then you don't do anything, and then you get so stressed because you have so much work, but you don't know where to start. The thing is, how, so when you have all these things going on, how do I only focus on one? Well, fortunately for you, and I've spent many years struggling with this, getting overwhelmed by the bigger picture, but I'm finally starting to figure it out. Mom, if you're listening to this, you better be listening to this. You do not need to tell me you told me so. So pro tip number one, from the pro herself,
0: a true professional. (laughs) with no credentials yes i am amateur tip number one is what we'll call
1: pro tip number one make a list of all of your assignments and when they are due this allows you to visually see what you'll need to focus on first doesn't matter if you get it done if like, oh, just...
0: Uh, it kind of kind of might matter. I didn't mean that. Just pretend <laughs> just I Just make the list, burn it, and throw <laughs> it out. You won't need it.
1: It's not what I was getting at. The words came out wrong.
0: It's a good first step.
1: Yeah. Obviously, due dates matter. You need to get the stuff done on time, or else you could come up with the best assignment ever, but you're going to get an automatic C because it's late. Map out your day. So schedule out specific
0: times that you will work on assignments, and hold yourself to those times. Like, my orientation leader, the first time I got here, said he treats his schedule every day like a work schedule so he treats it like a nine to five so he can be done every day at 5 p.m but say he has a class that starts at 11 he'll get up at 9 a.m to do his work and I feel like that's just like a good way of doing it but like some people like us like to start our homework at like 10 (laughs) p.m but (laughs) if you stick to a consistent schedule it gives you like downtime and time to hang out with your friends instead of having to like skip things because you took a four-hour nap during the time that was called study time.
1: I do believe you are tacking
0: me. <laughs> that could be in regards to the professional we have here with her <laughs> tips. Wonder where she got them.
1: I only have ever waken up the latest at 6 p.m. Only at the latest. <laughs> or instead of doing the work, you decide you want to film a podcast. Right, that, that could work as well. So then in between religion class and intermediate <laughs> macro, you don't do homework, you'll come and film a podcast. Yeah. At least it's productive. Yeah. Pro tip number three. Once you complete the first assignment, visually put a nice little check mark next to it on your list and it shows your progress. So even though you have more to do, it shows you're taking a step in the right direction.
0: It doesn't even need to be like, oh, I completed the entire presentation. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I made a PowerPoint. I just started the file and I write that on my list because any sense of accomplishment, anything you tried to do towards an assignment is something more worthwhile than nothing. Like I'm like, oh, I went on Blackboard today. Check it off. (laughs) I checked my email. Check it off. Whatever it is, I think it counts towards something.
1: I agree. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're doing a ton, but like you are doing something to like beginning the process. It has to start somewhere. You can plan out when individual parts are going to be done, so you don't have to just sit there and work for 12 hours and just finish the
0: whole assignment at once. Right. Yeah. Because you'll burn yourself out. And then sometimes I've also been told by my orientation leader, he's a role model in my life. Yeah. Who is this man? He sounds amazing. But if you were my orientation. (laughs) leader. I will credit you if I ever win a major award. But he was like, if you have like a ton of stuff to do and you just feel like mentally drained, take the day off and start it tomorrow. So as much as we're saying like try to get to your assignments and don't let it overwhelm you. If you're already burned out, you're going to get like nothing done. Take a break and then do it the next day. You'll probably be like more refreshed to do something or it doesn't even need to be like a break, but like an hour break or something. So other than academic there's also obviously a multitude of other ways to Competitively suffer. Don't worry. You're not just going to suffer in one category. You're <laughs> going to suffer in all of them.
1: It's not just academics. You will continue to suffer, and we will make sure
0: you know how you will be suffering. There's also, I'd say, career competitive suffering, although like we're all college students and none of us have a career yet. I get intimidated sometimes when my friends are like leadership positions in a club or like they get special opportunities or like good jobs because like any resume booster kind of freaks me out. It's because I'm like, oh my gosh, my resume is not good. Like, for example, Fran, exemplary job, <laughs> mayor of Sealand's Grove, basically, <laughs> perfect for her major. My job, I was a summer camp counselor. If you remember from the beginning, I'm not an elementary ed major now. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> hope you were favor- paying attention. <laughs> because it comes up. I'm a marketing major. And our other friend, salesperson for the best carpets in (laughs) eastern Pennsylvania. (laughs) Where even are we? Central Pennsylvania. But her job, (laughs) extremely pertinent to her current major. Myself, on the other hand, looking at these two individuals, it stresses me out. So if Fran wants to speak on this on her amazing resume, she can, but she probably won't relate as much because she (laughs) is obviously not suffering. First of
1: all, I just want
0: to say I'm very... Thankful for my amazing, fantabulous
1: job that I got. And I have met a lot of great people through it. But just because I was lucky and was able to get the opportunity through the school, and I love every second of it, it does not, like, if you did not get lucky enough to have that opportunity, does not mean you're any less than Brie. Are you hearing me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I enjoyed my job. And you got to think, like, there's only so many kid jobs you get to do in your life. Like, if you are a 30 year old camp counselor, go you. Personally, I don't. <laughs> (laughs) think I will be doing that, as many don't. So you got to take some opportunities you have now, even if it doesn't, boost your resume completely. As me and Fran know, we went to a field trip last year (laughs) for one of our classes and we went to a three-hour long resume seminar in which we learned that you need experience for everything. Like, entry-level jobs need experience, but you can't get experience because (laughs) entry-level jobs need experience. (laughs) These other kids were so dedicated and we were like appalled when they said you needed experience, and these kids were like, "Oh, naturally, yeah." I'm like, "Where are you getting this experience?" Okay,
1: first of all, we were first, we were first semester freshmen, yeah, and they were seniors from Drexel, yeah,
0: <laughs> and we were like, mm, "Okay, so far, I have around three college credits, probably in total. I'm not really sure how to do this, and we might be saying we don't want to work there, but we probably we know just know
1: we just know we can't, so we'll say we don't want so to. We'll
0: say we don't want to to save our pride. <laughs> Another one we commonly struggle with myself but I think Fran can also really relate to this is athletically as Fran said before I play lacrosse played basketball and volleyball throughout high school and is also literally known as LeBron James in central Pennsylvania but um, not literally um not literally for sure (laughs) Definitely no one calls her LeBron James, actually. Figuratively, maybe no one's like, oh, what's up, LeBron? Athletic competitive suffering is so common, and it's not just for athletics, I'd say. It's like fitness competitive suffering. For example, more athletically, when I'm walking to class and I see one of my teammates with their AirPods in their hands wearing workout clothes, I'm like, they're running. They're running right (laughs) now, and I have not ran in five days. And I see him every day walk by. And every day, it just takes... A little bit more down on me until I force myself to go on a run to make myself slightly feel better. <laughs>
1: And like, I feel because I did play sports in high school and there was such a huge part of my life and I came to college and decided not to. And that was like something that was a really hard decision for me to decide. I kind of feel it by just the fact like the people that are playing sports, I'm like feel like I'm kind of less or like missing something because like at Susquehanna, I'm a NARP. There's nothing wrong with all of us non-athletic regular people (laughs) and you don't have to be non-athletic to be a NARP.
0: That's true. That's very true. You could be an ARP.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will consider myself after this podcast an ARP
0: wait, okay, but this also this happens so much on social media like a lot of my friends like to post their workouts and stuff because it gives you like a sense of satisfaction which I would totally get if I was had a workout I was even close to proud of to post or worked out <laughs> or that would be it as well but I see like a lot of people like post and it's like six miles 20 minutes and you're like that must be physically impossible and you're reading this on the couch under a blanket eating chips and you're like hmm
1: you do realize you just said that they be running like a three minute mile
0: a three minute mile this is the things i'm seeing you can (laughs) see why i get nervous (laughs)
1: they're just defying
0: the laws of
1: human capability
0: they're flying but essentially you see that and then you're like oh my gosh i should go work out or that might not even cross your head to even want to go work out but it just sends you a message inside your head that like oh i'm like lesser than them or i'm not doing enough yeah when this could be like a day that you wanted to relax in the first place
1: yeah like again it's like how we talked about before it's just like one day after a hard week where you finally get a day to yourself to do nothing or like what you enjoy and then you see all of the stuff going on around you and you just feel like I have to be doing it or I'm not doing enough
0: right and for athletics especially I feel like so many people compare themselves to their teammates as like if they're doing better I'm doing worse but like ironically enough when you play in a game it's against a different team (laughs) not your own
1: teammates because not only you feel like you have to go run when they do but like there are people all competing for the same position
0: right But, like, at the same time, like, if you really want the best for the team, you would want the best player out there. But that's, like, almost, like, too bigger person of a standard for us to even think. I don't think I'll ever reach that point. But it's essentially the most logical way of going about it. There's a lot of, like, TikToks or videos where people, like, post, like, I lost 20 pounds in two months. That's very fast. So 20 pounds in two months. And then they're like, yeah, it was so easy. All I had to do was work out. But, like, people forget we're different types of people. And, like, seeing that does not make you you any less of yourself if you can't lose weight that fast or you don't even know how that happened like there's so many details to it
1: like our bodies aren't all built the same Uh some people were blessed with a super speedy quick metabolism others were not you could there could be someone who's bigger who works out 30 times the amount and eats better than someone who's not it's just not the way your body is built so i think it's really hard for people to not feel like to not compare themselves to people they see on social media when it's just not realistic
0: okay (laughs) our next topic is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Not in a very good way, but (laughs) it just somehow comes right back around always. Social competitive suffering, which is also called FOMO, fear of missing out, essentially. So this obviously happens mostly on social media. Um, one example is more of, like, when you're, like, sitting in on, like, a Saturday night and just all the Snapchat stories are, like, people out, people having fun, people doing fun things. Not now, of course. Not Not now. Never, never now. Right now, it's... FOMO has disappeared <laughs> this on- time. <laughs> honestly, that's like the first thing
1: Bree said to me. She was like, honestly, the best part about quarantine is that I don't have FOMO.
0: I don't. I just like, uh, sometimes I look at throwback photos and I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. And I'm like, that is Coachella 2016. <laughs> I am not missing out. And I know none of those people. But sometimes it's not even like you're sitting in on a Saturday night. You could literally be doing something fun. But something just looks funner by the photo someone put out on Snapchat. Oh,
1: don't you just hate when things look funner?
0: <laughs> so much funnest, <laughs> the funnerest of them all. I know I talk about TikTok a lot. I'm not addicted. Please don't ask again. But a lot of TikToks okay, I've wait. seen-
1: <laughs> Bree loves to pretend she's not addicted to TikTok. She has, I don't know if you know this, but on your iPhone, you can set like time limits for the amount of time you can be on apps. Bree has her TikTok time limit set for one minute. And then it comes up and it's like, oh, you've exceeded your time. Time to get off now. And Brie's like, no. And- she just clicks it off and then stays on TikTok for five hours. I
0: have to ignore it like
1: 55
0: times a day.
1: <laughs> yes, it comes up every minute and she's like, oh, not this time, maybe
0: next. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to talk about phone usage on a different episode. <laughs> Sadly, I cannot be the one to talk about it as we did have a religion assignment for 36 hours of not using your phone. I probably lasted maybe 10 hours and that's not even impressive because I was tr- asleep.
1: That's not true. She was, we decided one minute that we'd be off. And then the next three minutes, she's like,
0: oh, did you see this in the group chat? Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it worked. It just, it came back to me. It like grew legs, walked over,
1: and I had to pick it up. We put the phones in the other room and it just <laughs> grew wings and flew into our hand. it was just crazy to see like the miracles that happened at this place. You're it, so lucky to be at Susquehanna. Look at the things that happened.
0: <laughs> okay, on TikTok, sometimes you see those TikToks about, I moved to Hawaii and I dropped everything and went there and then it's just like 15 second montage of just like the most beautiful place in Hawaii and you're just like sitting here and you're like "Eh, I'd like to do that but then you're like but drop everything that would mean dropping out half the semester away plus I don't have a degree who knows if my credits will transfer to Hawaii or if I'd even get is there a school in Hawaii
1: yeah it's the University of Hawaii actually great men's volleyball team Shout out to my sister who loves Hawaii. Plays men's 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 volleyball in Hawaii. Shout out to my sister who plays on the men's volleyball team in Hawaii. Busy. If you're listening to this, I'm so proud of everything you've done.
0: Okay, but like, drop everything. Would your credit transfer to Hawaii? Do you even have a passport? I don't think you need went to Hawaii now, thinking that's a U.S. state. (laughs) And then you'd have to get like a dentist in Hawaii. And then, like, where will you live in Hawaii? And then, like, what about the parking ticket you have to pay in three weeks? Not talking about myself. (laughs) But, like, you're going to have to work at some, like, tiny little snow cone stand to even make day's rent and this might just be me saying this so I feel better about myself and maybe Hawaii girl is having the time of her (laughs) life but if it's not something you'd enjoy you kind of have to think of that when you see these posts instead of looking at it turning off your phone and going on with the rest of your day being like oh my life sucks I wish I was in Hawaii yeah but like see
1: here's the prime example of how Brie does everything months in advance even planning her potential life in Hawaii (laughs) she's thinking about the parking ticket she might have to pay that she should Probably just send, she should probably just put it in the little mail slot at the police station now with a note that says, Can you keep this in case I eventually get a parking ticket? I might be in Hawaii. But yeah, there is the competitive idea of like, Is my life enough? Like these people are living these extravagant lives.
0: It's crazy. I get FOMO from, I don't know if you know who Addison Ryan is. She's a TikToker, which if you don't know what that even means, it's not even a real job title. It's just like, um, a, a face it's an influential figure you do dances
1: and hang out with jason derulo and then you get millions
0: right she hangs out with the kardashians i saw that photo and i interpreted it like two of my friends were hanging out without me i was hurt i had fomo (laughs) from two people i don't know and it's just i feel like we get in our heads so much that we literally just interpret everything as if we want to be there like how does someone i don't know hurt me that's extremely concerning
1: yeah how are you comparing your lives to people who we don't know and like like the competitive suffering like the feeling of like am i doing enough like it's hard not to compare yourself to these people but in reality when it comes to, like the social media stars, they really just got a lucky break.
0: Yeah. I feel like the best way to look at this is like you looking at someone else's social media is like someone looking at yours. So like when I scroll through my own social media, there's some photos that are like deceiving. Like there's me on a boat and it looks like I own a yacht. And no, there was 150 other people on that whale watching cruise. I just happened to take a photo where no one else was. <laughs> so like a lot of things can like look extravagant per se but like my Instagram I don't even think represents me
1: I think I mean brie has told me that I am not the person that I look like on my Instagram like and I've been told by other people like one of the first times I met one of our friends here he was like you're a catfish and I was like oh oh that hurt <laughs> but he's like no like not your looks like your personality like you don't act like how I would ever expect you to act by looking at your social media page and brie also just hates my Instagram because it just doesn't have a theme. I didn't know I needed a theme. <laughs> But apparently you do. Because
0: I judge people so much before I meet them off their Instagram, which is an awful thing and I'll try to stop doing it, but I won't. <laughs> but it's like when I meet someone and they don't act like their Instagram, I'm like thrown off guard. A picture is a thousand words. I interpreted that as a story. <laughs> a thousand words is two pages. A story <laughs> is a lot longer than that. This is a novel. This yeah. is an epic
1: poem yeah. that Bree is reading.
0: Like, for example, I took a photo at a Penn State game with my friend and it was like super fun... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And then like I actually ended up getting lost during the game and it was like pouring rain and my phone died and none of my friends could find me. So it's kind of like a catfish, but we don't even really mean meaning to do it. And that kind of also explains to us how like we're jealous of things we don't even know if we should be actually jealous of.
1: Brie, when she said that she doesn't commit to anything... She could not be more serious. It is a miracle that
0: this podcast
1: is being presented to you today. I don't know what day it is. We're going to be talking about COVID in this podcast. It's going to be four years from now when it's released. And we're going to be literally grown adults with children. And they're going to be like, why are they saying that they're sophomores in college? But it's a miracle that it's even happening. Because I was like, I literally made Bree. pinky promise me that she would actually do this.
0: I just have so many ideas. Like if I could only tell you the amount of business ventures I've started (laughs) and have not finished. I have a lot on my plate, but like in a way it's like leftovers, (laughs) like a bunch of stuff I never actually got to eating. It's like a big, my ideas are a buffet and I take everything to sample and I never get to them. So this is surprising. This is actually happening because I do take a little bit too much on my plate. (laughs) So as, as I said, I was a broadcasting major. I make like highlight reels. And sometimes I'll watch back my own highlight reels and I'll be like, oh my God, her life looks cool. And then I'm like, that's my own life. (laughs) Like, it's always like the fun moments. Like, it's the running and slow motion on the beach or like the eating the cool Instagram foods, which are never good, but it looks amazing in videos.
1: Oh my God, I think I made it in one
0: millisecond clip. See, the thing Fran doesn't get (laughs) is you have to be like really. Like it doesn't matter if you're my closest friend to like a stranger I met. If you do like a backflip over into like an ice cream sundae into like a oasis of a beach, you're in the video. The
1: the, uh, episode of SpongeBob where they're off the high dive going (laughs) into the (laughs) caramel. Essentially It's because I'm not Patrick (laughs) Starr in my fishnet tights, in my knee-high boots, doing triple front flip, backflip. Spiral cannonballs into a pile of whipped cream and caramel. That's I don't make wild. it onto Bree's videos. But if you know Lauren Palmieri, also known to Bree as, oh my God, she's just so cool. She's one of our best <laughs> friends, but you would think she was Bree's only friend. Because she only posts pictures of her because she just always looks cool.
0: Because she's extremely photogenic. If you've seen How oh. I Met Your Mother, where like Barney Stinson, every single photo, he's always looks just shining. That's Lauren Palmieri.
1: Yeah. Um. Apparently, I'm not photogenic at all. I think I've made it into half a photo.
0: It's it's not you. It's the camera on you, I guess. <laughs> it's you and the camera's relationship. This is why it's a podcast. Please don't look up what we look like. <laughs> now you're gonna look at my instagram and you're not even gonna assume that's what i look like because i basically said i was a catfish i look like that it's just the photos look sometimes more fun everything's fun
1: Tell me, leave a comment. All three of you who are listening, mom, Uncle Chris, Aunt Kim, Bobby,
0: my dog,
1: (laughs) Murphy, Bree's dog, leave a comment. Tell me if the camera and I have a rocky relationship or not. You've heard about academic competitive suffering, which is an actual thing proven by the Stalsy Journal. You've heard about athletic competitive suffering and social competitive suffering, which we did make up ourselves. We said it. I am a professional, so we're allowed to make things up but you don't have to believe us you don't have to relate you could say that's not competitive suffering at all but it's still relatable that's fine it still counts you're relating so our next thing that we made up as a sign of the times is quarantine competitive suffering i read 12 books seven seasons all of jane the virgin lots of old movies i've never seen that i got caught up on i am cultured now only on tv and movies but when you see other people like brie During quarantine. First purchase.
0: Balloon making kit. I was like, oh my God, should I be learning how to make balloon animals? This was after I saw the internet where they're like, this is the perfect time to learn how to do your own eyebrows and paint your own nails and braid your own hair and all this stuff and do your own taxes, which who would ever do? Get an accountant. But it's like everyone made you feel kind of awful because they're like, this is the perfect time to get out and get up. And I'm like, I'm extremely unmotivated to do anything right now. So I purchased balloon animal kits. I tried making a phone case business. Business. i said i tried extremely successful she did but i did it. so many things as i talked about my idea buffet there was just so many things i started and never actually did just because i felt like i was supposed to be doing stuff but there were just some low points like i watched the hannah montana movie two times in a row unironically i didn't know it was starting again <laughs> it <Like, laughs> just looks really familiar
1: i'm like she just said she was hannah montana she's like oh my god blue jeans again <laughs> I thought we just realized that was blue jeans. I thought we were already there. <laughs> butterfly
0: fly away again? You already heard this song. Where's the butterfly <laughs> flying to Asia? But quarantine just made you feel like kind of awful because everyone was like doing things. And you're like, um, how? I thought this was our break. I thought this was life telling us, go sit on the couch, take a break. But ever, people were like, no, no, no. We're going to get up and learn how to cook creme brulee today. Okay, Chad. Uh, okay, Chad. Pack it up, Chad. <laughs> Get up, chat.
1: sit on the couch, watch a movie. No, I think we all actually expected, I don't know if normal people expected this, but we expected people to come out of quarantine and be like these whole new people. Like we were like, they're revamping their whole lives. I'm not even gonna recognize them.
0: So you get the point about quarantine competitive suffering. So
1: what I have learned through my many years of competitive suffering and even worse since I've gotten in college, I mean, in high school, I used to just completely ignore competitive suffering and just not think about the work that was due until the night before it was due. That made it worse. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> it might have been better if I was paying attention to the people who were starting the projects 2 weeks in advance. Um but what I've learned I'm it's pretty much all goes back to what I said before. You have to take your life day by day. I can't even look as far down the syllabus as Bree starts doing the work (laughs) the first day of class because I just need to focus on if I look at all of the assignments I have due or if I look at what all of my friends are doing with their lives right now I feel like I'm not doing enough but like I've learned you are everyone goes about things differently it doesn't make it any better or worse it's just different so you just have to take your own life and do things your own way Keep your scope. Your scope cannot be too big. You need to keep it so you can actually it's manageable for you and it's not gonna drive you to hysteria. So I think that's the main thing I've learned. And to just ignore Brie when she's doing all of her work. Right,
0: yeah, that's that's what we've learned.
1: She also refuses to help anyone (laughs) Because I already did it. You
0: should have done it three months ago. (laughs) My gosh, I'm not doing it four times. (laughs) Um basically, but what I've learned. Because at the end of the day, you see someone while you're going on a run on their laptop and you're like, oh my gosh, I should go do homework. And then you see someone get an internship and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do that. And then you see someone at a party and you're like, darn, I'm working on the essay I just started. And then it's just like you just get so overwhelmed that you're like, what do I even want to do? Like there are so many other forces driving me to do things that at the end of the day, you kind of just have to prioritize yourself Because you'll just go crazy looking at all these things and thinking you want to do them. So I think you just need to take a moment before you see other people doing things and immediately go like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. And just like take a second and realize like, do I need to do that right now? Or did I just do that before? Or am I even in the mood to do that? Because sometimes competitive suffering, like competitiveness is healthy in some senses. But most of the time in this sense, it is not at all.
1: A little bit of anxiety, a little bit of competitive suffering drives you to do better it's what makes us get things done too much is paralyzing Mm -hmm. like Bree said you can't do everything you have to pick and choose what you want to do and when you want to do it you can have it all in your lifetime but you can't have it all at once right so you will have to miss out on things you will have to start working on certain assignments a day or two before they're due because you are working on three other projects for different classes. Because isn't it funny how everything in college just is all due in the same week? It's kind of crazy how they just make that work out so well. Well, that's all we have for you today. We want to thank our family, our animals, (laughs) the few friends who are real enough to get to this point for listening. We are actually so excited to do this, and we hope we are able to bring you at least one half-smile. Um, provide you a little bit of knowledge if you didn't already read it on the Stalsi Journal.
0: Yeah, the great thing about our podcast is all of our advice we gave, take it with a grain of salt because, um, or take it like a freaking boulder. (laughs) It is scripture. But our podcast is called Still Struggling. So we're always still struggling with the topic we're talking about. So I think it makes it more relatable that we are also going through it right with you. We are not doing any better Mm -hmm. wellness-wise. We are coasting at the same (laughs) level as you. We have not mastered this. (laughs) Not in the... On the slightest We will say this whole podcast And I will see something later And I will think of Competitive suffering Yes I will try to remember What I said But sometimes it's hard To even take your own advice he's gonna
1: be running Her 300s at lacrosse practice Looking at the person Zooming in front of her Being like That should be me If I would have trained 12 hours a day Every day in the summer I would have been that fast
0: And I'll see someone Like on their laptop And I'll be like I should be doing homework right now I should sit down But other things About our podcast we hope you can also listen to this on spotify it's kind of stupid i'm saying to this because if you're listening to it on spotify you would already be aware so you're then one we step were ahead successful. of me then
1: you got it <laughs> we did it Yay. we you're <laughs> listening to this at all but
0: we want to hear your input only um, if it's nice like i said <laughs> very fragile but we're obviously we want to talk about mental health but we also just don't want to talk about like statistics and stuff we want to talk about like relatable things and like things that you guys might want us to talk about or maybe even people you want us to have on virtually obviously so we have an email it's still struggling podcast at gmail.com email us with any of your nicest critiques comments concerns nice ones always questions ask us questions and if we get one email by next week I literally will think we went viral
1: (laughs) send us questions it would be really fun to do a question answer thanks so much
0: for listening we're here
1: every week folks
0: so thanks so much for listening this was Still still struggling with Bree and Fran presented
1: by WQSU (laughs) we love you
0: see you next time bye goodbye